Welcome to another week of the Soccer Thread Podcast. It's uh, it's great to be here. It feels like summer, finally, in Portland. There's your weather update. Uh, and we got the whole group back together here. We are potting uh, on a Sunday night. It feels like it feels a little normal. It feels like a thing that is normal, and that's always nice to get back in that, in that pocket. Uh, let's go east to west. So, Colin, with the... I, I feel you. like Colin... Colin never gets the uh, the first one, so here you are, Colin. Oh, thanks, thanks, Dan. It makes me feel good. Uh, yeah, just return to normalcy. I feel like there's a yeah, yoga shoot. I'm sure doesn't actually listen to our podcast, but they're the president who I feel like uh, return to normalcy was their slogan. I want to say like probably a lot of presidents. I would think Harding, <laughs> Warren Harding, something like that. Um, anyway. Uh, yeah, return to normalcy in the Smith household for sure. Uh, my big uh, return to normalcy this week has been grilling. Been ba- back on the grill. I grilled tonight. Uh, what? Confirmed. Warren Harding, yeah. 1920 presidential election. Very, thank you. Boom. Just, that's Very just impressive. straight off the dome. Uh, wow. <laughs> big, big Harding fan here. We all know how yeah. that turned out. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, so anyway, um, yeah, return to, my return to normalcy Warren Harding style has been getting back grilling which is something i had not been doing uh but really just mm-hmm. making me feel good but it also has heightened a rivalry i have with a raccoon in, who lives in my backyard Ooh. and previously that had just been about the compost him wanting to get in it me not wanting him in there because uh, that means i'm cleaning up a lot of avocado pits but tonight i grilled and then i was kind of in and out of the shed setting up the computers and whatnot and i went in there and he stole all the hot dog buns. Ooh. And that's, that's fucked up, Raccoon. I'm coming for you now. Wow. He just he took it up a level. And I that's heard very... I heard the, the rustling, and I ran out of there, and he, I saw him, and he ran off with it, and I was like, ooh. That's now. like the friend who you're, you're pushing each other around, and then he just, like, punches you in the face. He just yeah, takes exactly. it too far. Exactly. I was like, it was cute, our little game with the compost, where I try to, like, wedge it into the trees better, or I put the rock on it, like... You know, we're just kind of matching wits over here, but now this is this was bold. So that's uh, that's a raccoon with some stones. Wow. Yeah, I, w- I was like eight feet away when he came. Tune when into future episodes to see how this plays out. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, Michael Samuelson in in Minneapolis. Uh, I finally made it out. Uh, a little grassroots update. Finally made it out to a Minnesota Aurora game. Shout out to Burge. Uh-huh. Uh, for the for the invite, I got to sit in the owner's box, aka Ooh. the front row of the uh, the bleacher seating. Um, aka everybody there probably is an owner, right? So um, yeah. maybe a better for the executive box. I don't know. Wherever Bird right, sits, right. that's where I got to sit. Board of uh, directors. The board of directors. Uh, but it was it was a phenomenal experience. Uh, great game. They won three to one. Um, I mean, weather-wise, just perfect weather night for a little bit of soccer. Uh, great crowd, and the, the quality on the pitch was high. And it really just made me think, like, this, this happened, uh, you know, I went on Friday. Friday, as we all know, was, you know, when, when Roe versus Wade was overturned. Aurora, quick with a strong statement. Uh, Major League Soccer teams, not quick with strong statements. Yep. Many had no statements. Many had very weak statements. 
And, and the league in general. The league didn't do shit. league didn't do shit. And it just made me think, like, man, I had more fun at this game than probably every Minnesota United game I've been to. Just, like, the game was just so much more open. So little tactics. You guys know I hate tactics. <laughs> uh, and when you have a team that, like, just gets together and then immediately has to start playing uh, yeah. with minimal, you know, preseason, it just made for, like, a, a great game. Uh, so shout out to Burr, Shout out to the Aurora. Uh, they won again today. They're looking playoff bound. Uh, Minnesota's best soccer team. There, I said it. Ooh, hands Love down. it. Love hands it. Down. Uh, I saw this game pop up because they had over 6,000 fans there. Yeah. Anyone Great. want to guess where that, if it was an average attendance, where do they fall in the average attendance ranking for NWSL? Ooh. Oh, not at the bottom. Definitely not at the bottom. I mean, I, say, I think the Chicago Red Stars get three fans. Uh, <laughs> Chicago Red Stars at the bottom with about 3,000. So that's you're pretty close, actually. <laughs> I'll, I'll put them, like, at six. Anyone else? I mean, that, that seems uh, reasonable. Yeah, I like, I like that. Middle. middle. Yeah. Yeah. Table. Nice, yeah. lu- lukewarm they take. They would be, they would be third. Wow. Third. Wow. Yeah. Behind Portland Thorns and Racing Louisville. And ahead of O.L. Rain. Wow. So wow. That's a great, uh, a great pull for Minnesota Aurora, getting over 6,000 fans out. Well Man. done. Big grassroots. Sellout, too. Also, like, they probably could have put more in if they just had a bigger, bigger place to play. I love it. That's great. Excellent. They're having a great season. Playoff bound, like Mike said. Uh, yeah. Shouts they're, to Aurora. That's great. They're not there yet. They have two big away games against Green Bay. <clears throat> At the end of the season, they got to win those. Or at least get a draw. Yeah. If they Let's can do that, they, I think they, today was like their last home game too, right? So if they can yeah. uh, win win those games, they'll they'll be able to host a playoff game. Hopefully, so, hopefully. Yeah. Let's go. Be excellent. That'd be Come excellent. on, you Aurora. Ryan, Ryan Palmer's in Portland. Yeah, uh, I'm glad Mike mentioned um, the fucking terrible shitty news on friday uh that you know it's been it's been a rough couple weeks uh at the at shea palmer small events so um i'm happy to be be on this pod with you guys uh it's been hard to find find joy um and this this gives me a little bit of joy to to start off my week so um fuck the supreme court um Abortion is healthcare, and um, you know, fucking make the right decision. This is terrible, but here it's we are. Terrible. Here we are. Here we are. Uh, yeah, I don't even know. I can't. Uh, yes, exactly, exactly. Uh, I'm Dan Trader. I'm even further west than Ryan Palmer is. I'm in the Beaverton Podcast Studios, and uh, summer finally came. I told you it was hot. It was like almost 100 degrees today. It's been a long, cold, wet spring. Summer's finally here. Uh, it's really nice. It changed. It just makes everything seem a little bit uh, when summer rolls around. It's a little bit different. It's nice. Uh, so I'm thankful for that, Colin. I hear you've got a warm-up for us. Yeah, so this warm-up is inspired by uh, the Philadelphia Onions uh, and the fact that they're... We, we may have mentioned this on the podcast, or maybe we just texted about I it. I think but just the text. Yeah. 
I'll fill you in on this, but they have two athletic trainers who look like they're from Northeast Philadelphia. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, you know, it means something if you're from Philadelphia. And uh, which means they're both like go to the gym a lot. They, they look like they're probably like 50 years old and can bench press like 325. Yeah, I don't think they're actually 50 years old. I think that's an exaggeration. They're just normal humans. But, like, yeah, they're 35 or 40 50 or 40. 50-year-olds aren't normal humans. We're in trouble. <laughs> yeah, I just mean that they're, you're just seeing them around professional athletes. So you're like, these guys look a little chunky or, like, whatever. It's like, yeah, they're not professional athletes who are 22 years old. So that's why you're like, oh, he must be 50. They're just, like, they're just guys like us, I think. They're dads. No, these guys are not. That guy was not a guy like me. Trust me. Okay, this guy he's has like been you. in bar fights. Yeah, that's true. He's like you, but gets in bar fights and goes to the gym for two hours a day. Yeah, he's um, like that. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of time in the gym and no time worrying about his nutrition. That's the kind of guy we're talking about here. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's, it's just it's all workout, no no nutrition. Yeah, but huge, huge guys and wearing they wear like you know size medium shirts, right? Like they're just jacked out of their shirts and yeah, full tattoos, arm sleeves, and and whatever. And uh, those are the athletic trainers for the Philadelphia Union. There's two guys like that. And they, yeah, they just get, they act like they get in bar fights. Like, they are those guys. So when they get out on the field to help a union guy who's just been fouled, they talk shit to the other team. And they, like, separate the other team from talking shit to the union. Like, they just get into it like one would. And we loved that. We thought that was, like, a very unique thing. Like, no team has before, like, sent out an enforcer who is not who like as an athletic trainer who is an athletic brilliant, trainer it, it, yeah. remi- it reminds great, me of another uh, Philly sports legend John Temple who I believe was noted for at one point saying send in the goons yeah exactly <laughs> they just have two goons who they send in at any point and just they are just broad street bullies they just enforce they gotta do what they gotta do and you know you're a bunch of little soccer players you're not gonna intimidate them but if they you know were to get yelled at by the ref or sent off not a big deal Hadn't happened before today. Today it finally happened. The bigger <laughs> dude, who is the head athletic trainer, I don't know his name off the top his, of my head. His name is Paul Rushing, apparently. There you go. He got sent off today. Amazing sending off. He got the red card while he's already walking off the field because he's an athletic trainer. He's done his job. He's now going back to the bench. Turns around, says whatever. You know, I, he takes off the medical gloves, like takes off the, the latex yeah. gloves. Oh, it's an amazing move, like taking off your shin guards or whatever. So and then he gets, he gets walked out to the, to down the tunnel with the guy who always, like, who must be, you know, like the lowest ranking assistant or something like that, who always walks a guy who would have gotten red carded to the tunnel. And at Philadelphia Union's home stadium, it's like a fifth, it's fully from half field to behind one of the goals. So it's a long walk. And that guy walks with you. And I just love the athletic trainer being like, had to be escorted out. You're, and like, you're missing the best part, Colin. Gave high fives to the fans he, on the way? No. He had to walk off. He had to walk to the side of the pitch to give up his medical bag to the other uh, athletic <laughs> oh, trainer yeah. and then walk off. That that was by far the best part because it's just like... <laughs> it's you like just giving a keeper gloves or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like you're taking the goalkeeper jersey off to give to somebody yeah. else. The medical bag handover was just so... Because they have one medical bag. I just like... It was just... What? Look, <laughs> this was phenomenal in so many ways. Phenomenal in so many ways. I love that it's, he was giving high fives on the way out. Like he had, <laughs> you know, contributed something and it was like, you know, whatever. What a moment for like, him. Yeah, exactly. 
This was his time to shine. He did his Does thing. Does Philly go down? They don't go down a man, right? The, this guy is no. just down just a like meaningless. Man. No, that's if, what I'm going to say. If someone gets this injured, is, though, they've got less sports staff. Oh, right. <laughs> that's the, right. This is brilliant. It's an uh, uh, unexploited wrinkle in the game is you've got to find times where you can get people onto the field to do the dirty work that it that are not players. So if they get sent off, they don't. Yeah. It's not. There are very few of these people. The only other people that are ever on the like maybe you get the I mean the ball kids right that's a classic one the home ball kids messing yeah. up yep, the away yep, team yep. killing time we've seen uh, we've seen some really dodgy uh, stretcher carriers stretcher, in the past stretcher carriers is one yeah but they more or less I think are kind of neutral right uh, supposed to be but yeah we've seen some that uh, yeah I, we've seen some some stretcher drops that I felt like were uh, <laughs> yeah not not a not up to, to speed, but not in MLS. It's, I'm talking about like whatever. I've it's seen it in videos. It's so good. It's been a long, long time since I played football manager, but the internet seems to suggest that you can pick up this head physio on football manager if you would like. <laughs> so, <laughs> please consider that. If Sign you play football him manager. up. That's incredible. I think I saw strength 99. <laughs> I think I saw that like people, I mean, Twitter is a fucking wasteland. Um, and but I saw people on Twitter being like, "This is not funny." Uh, what if somebody? What if a Philadelphia <laughs> Union player gets hurt? Uh, and it's like they, you just send him back another, to the locker room. They, he's in the lock. The, the guy. He's, he's in the locker room. I mean, he's still here. They also have another trainer, yeah. right? Yeah. So like that guy can a also professional do organization. Some, and the other team also has trainers, so it's like everything's going to be okay. This just. Every, I, laugh at this. This is I, funny. I do think he's probably... I would not be surprised if the league just drops the hammer on him and gives him, like, a huge suspension or something. You think so? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you can't let this go. It's, I mean, it's, you can't I mean, let this become a thing. From, right? like, a professional standpoint, like, it is completely inappropriate. <laughs> <laughs> and it's been coming, too. It's been... Yeah, exactly. I'm sure that the league has been exactly. like, hey... Philly, get this, like, look, this guy's got a job. Make sure he's doing, like, you know, it's yeah, been yeah, yeah. coming. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty bad. You're right, Mike. <laughs> 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 I mean, it, it is also, like, not worth getting excited about, uh, but. <laughs> I mean, I, I just, you know, Dan kind of already pointed this out, but the little wrinkles in the game, which, you know, we don't see a lot of shit that's new to us. And so when something is new to us and also hilarious, I mean, it's just oh. fucking so good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So this, I don't know if this is my favorite red card of all time, but it's in the conversation. It's for sure in the conversation. That's a great it's red good. card. So, I can't even think of, like, another red card that's like this. Well, you're not going to think of one like this with the athletic trainer. You're for sure fucking yeah. not. Yeah. Uh, Palmer, you have any favorite red cards? <laughs> I mean, I can only think of, like, like the uh, Zidane headbutt. Uh, is a classic, a classic. A classic. and it has Absolute to be top ten. Yeah, top five, it, I mean top five, top three, top, uh, top one, red card. Honestly, it's it's just I think that's uh, most of, iconic top one for sure. <clears throat> I mean, there's a there's it a will whole, never be there's a it will never there's be a statue. Yeah. There's a statue of it. I mean, yeah, like Cantona must have a statue. There are other red cards that are. Highly iconic. Yeah, yeah I mean, this one's not in the World Cup final the by the best player in the world in one place. Yeah, right. That's. I mean, I'm just. I've uh, never I'm seen a, someone headbutt that way. 
<laughs> right in the chest. It's it's just so it's so good. And then I would I would say any red card for a second yellow for taking your shirt off is yeah is also pretty great. Yeah. Pretty good. Uh, I mean, I said the Cantona one comes to mind immediately. Absolutely classic. For people that don't know, that's him uh, yeah. kung fu kicking a uh, a fan supporter a fan. in the first yep. yeah in the first row. Um, Pepe just like straight up pile drove somebody once. Mm, uh, more he's than probably once, got I a imagine. bunch, but there's there's definitely a, a Pepe one that kind of sticks out. Uh, they're also very like some of the England national team ones, Beckham, yeah. and Rooney. Oh yeah, the uh, both have very famous red cards. Yeah, but this. I get, did Hazard get a red card for uh, throwing the ball at the ball kid? That's kind he, of in he a like similar. Kicked, he like kicked under the ball was like under the ball kid, and he like kicked. That's under, right. Yeah, mm. that's um, that's in the same vein. I would I say. I don't know if he got sent way. off for that actually. Um, I don't remember either. Uh, I was gonna say the the Becca one. I read something about that. That's one of my favorites, not because of the actual moment it happened, because it's just kind of like your classic. Uh, to kick out retaliation, yeah, retaliation. The guy who retaliates gets caught thing. Um, but I did see a see or read a thing from Simeone where he's talking about it, and he says something to the effect of like, you know, him and Beckham are like like still competitors and like whatever, like really respect each other. And it was just like a, a moment, and there's no hard feelings between them, and they've exchanged shirts since then, and da da da, and it, that. He keeps going with that kind of, like, feel-good stuff to the point where he's saying, uh, you know, it was a tough time for him, but then he got through it, and that made him so much better <laughs> and made him the player he is today and blah, blah, blah. And it's just, like, basically him <laughs> saying, like, yeah, he's like, he's just being like, it's, you know, it's, I did a really good thing by like, instigating him and making him get a red card in the World Cup. It was like, I, I taught him a lesson. I did, a, I I did him a really nice favor right there with that. It's a real, and you're just it's like, a real sliding doors <laughs> moment for David Beckham. And I just like, I just like how, like, even in that, it's like kind of like he's doing the exact same thing of like, oh, I'm just rubbing the back of your head a little bit. And right. uh, this shouldn't bother you at all. Don't worry. I'm just taking credit. Uh, duh, 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 duh. Don't kick at me. So, yeah, Diego Simeone is an all time red card. Drawer, but uh, yeah. Mike, you I got, got I got one. Sorry, Mike. I got one that oh, should have been a red card that I remember is the Nigel De Jong kung fu kick oh, yeah. in, oh, in yeah. Spain. I, I think. Did think about that. Yeah. Not even carded. I don't even yeah. know if it was a foul. Uh, Shocking. That was definitely pre- a red card. Would have been a great red card. Very uh, pre-bar. Rufal would have been a good red card. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I feel like all all of mine have been kind of kind of mentioned. Honestly, like I don't know, I don't I don't think a lot about the great red cards of history. I guess. Oh, I got a good one. I just thought of a good one. <laughs> Palmer does. Palmer's thriving. Uh, I don't. Did he get Clint Dempsey tearing up the referees? Uh, <laughs> oh yes, yes, that's good. Was Absolutely. That, did he get red carded for <laughs> yes. that, or did he do that after? After he got red carded, there's no I telling. But that is that is an all timer right there for sure. In like a probably six thousand people, it was a U.S. Open Cup game. Yeah, and they they were not playing at their uh, typical home stadium. Yeah, he tears up the referees. (laughs) (laughs) It's so good. Uh, Gotta destroy the evidence. (laughs) (laughs) That is excellent. Excellent. Can't put me in the book if there is no book. 
The red red cards. Uh, one of my. I mean, I actually hate these red cards. But if there's a pitch invader and somebody like tackles them or like like a, I, we've seen keepers do this. I feel like like lay them out and then uh, or Sam slide Kerr tackle did this. Sam Kerr. Did yeah, this Sam this Kerr year. did this. Yeah. yeah. But Sam, Sam Kerr didn't get a red card for that, did she? I don't think so. I don't think well, so. Maybe so. a yellow. Maybe a yellow. But like it's, people have definitely gotten sent off for it before, and uh, that's bullshit every time. Every time that's bullshit. Just let them yeah. hit the person. That person's on the field. They deserve it. Yeah. What about managers? There must be some good manager uh, red cards. Mar- uh, Mourinho eye gouging behind. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, that's good. Uh, I mean, Mourinho he... anything. Mourinho versus Wenger. Uh, I don't know. I, don't, I can't think of any other, like, good, good red cards. I feel like, no, no. Yeah, I mean, I, can't think of any. I gotta say, we're not saying anything in MLS. This is really maybe the best red card in MLS history. It's got to be up there. It's got to be it's so good. Oh, that's wonderful. Good warm up, uh, Mike. We have emails, please. We have emails. Uh, first email is from Raymond Orozco. He says provocatively, "Is Kareem Benzema the best transfer of all time?" Ryan Palmer. I mean, y- you're yes. the transfer specialist. Let's do it. Yes, let's because <laughs> we all know we all know that most transfers don't work out, and this has worked out really, really well. So I'm going to say yes, best transfer of all time. Name me a better one. Um, well, isn't this question? You just start at the top of the list of best players of all time and eliminate the ones that were not <laughs> transferred. Well, I mean, you could well, say that no. like Ronaldo Neymar hasn't worked out, Mbappe hasn't worked out. Uh, <laughs> But no, I mean like Ronaldo. I mean, you're not gonna say like like Messi is the you know say Messi is the best player of all time. You're not gonna say like Messi to PSG was the best move of all time. Okay, so fine. He didn't play the bulk of his career, so Messi's out. Yeah. Ronaldo R- to Manchester Ronaldo. United. Ronaldo to Real Madrid. Yeah. Those two have to be better transfers, don't they? Uh, I mean, I don't like this. To logic. Man- <laughs> like Benzema won more at Madrid than Ronaldo won at United. Yeah. But I mean, I think did it's, Benzema do more for Madrid though than Ronaldo did for United? I mean, ah, he probably has more goals for Madrid than than Ronaldo had for a, United. Yeah, Ronaldo. But, uh, I mean, I think Ronaldo he did too. more. You asked, did he do more? That they're both no, supposed to score goals. I mean, goals. like on a business sense, in uh, terms of like world. Uh, United was, our, was the biggest the team. United was the biggest team in the world when they signed Ronaldo, and now they're not. So Tom while he's wrong. I mean, I was. I, <laughs> I would say Ronaldo to Real Madrid was a better transfer than Benzema. Yeah, that to Real one Madrid. maybe. Yeah, it's like I mean, like I, I see what Raymond's saying. Like Benzema cheaper, he's been there longer, he's won more stuff because he's been there longer. But like Ronaldo, still has more goals than Benzema, and was you know the defining player when he was there for ten years or however long it was. Exactly. Yeah. So I mean, it's it's a cute question. I like the question. But, <laughs> I, mean, I mean, for me, it just doesn't it does doesn't hold up against you know the smell test. I agree, but I, I think if you painstakingly went through all the best players list or best transfers list, uh, there would be somewhere you'd be like, oh, that makes total sense, Ronaldo to Madrid, uh, Gigi Buffon to Juventus, uh, whatever they are. And you'd say, yeah, that guy had a 16-year career at that club, and it was better than Benzema. But I think Benzema would end up very close to the top. Yeah. And more so, like, the guys who would end up around him, you'd say, he, he's like punching above his weight or something like that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we were singing Benzema's praises last 
non-trivia pod that we had, which I guess yeah. the trivia pod hasn't been released yet. So Spo- the, spoiler the alert, pod. watch your inboxes. <laughs> yeah, uh, but I still think like he's he's never been like the the leading guy in such a way like a Ronaldo or a Messi or a, I don't know. Take take your pick of like best players at a time. Like you know he's but he's, he's fantastic, no doubt. But I don't he, know. But he's never been – I mean, when you say he hasn't been the leading guy, he's never – like, I feel like this year is probably the year that he's been – He is, yeah. He's yeah. been He's been forced to be the guy, right? Um, and he – I mean, you mentioned that, that you've already done this, but so we don't, we don't need to relitigate, is Kareem Benzema good? But um, – <laughs> We you know, decided he's always, he is. He's, he's been kind of a role player – but he's probably outfulfilled his role uh, on more occasions than not. So, I mean, he's a role player in the same way that like Scottie Pippen was a role player, you know? Yeah, yeah, like, that's fair. That's I think that's a fair analogy. Yeah, I uh, think he's a lot like Wayne Rooney. Wayne Rooney, long career at United, uh, was often not the was you know part of a duo, maybe. <laughs> Very famous the whole time, but uh, often had strikers that were playing and pushing him out to the wing or into the midfield or whatever. Uh, so, you know, maybe Rooney's in there then. If if we if Benzema is up there in this conversation, Rooney's got to be a similar kind of uh, situation. Yeah, I mean, I, I would say I agree with you everything you just said, except for the last part where you're like, I, I mean, I think Benzema's won so much more than Rooney did, yeah. and like. That has to be treated for something. Yeah. Um, another thing, as I Googled Kareem Benzema, so w- well publicized that he was not called up for France uh, for five years. Still about to get 100 caps, which is uh, impressive. That's Damn, impressive five, years, five years no call up and he's still going to get 100 caps? He's at 97 right now. Holy shit, that's so, insane. That's not he's uh, been playing for a long time. Yeah. Um, all right. The second part of Raven's question, this one I like more because it's less cute. Uh, it's a hard-hitting <laughs> question from Raymond. Where do you put Carlo Ancelotti, greatest of all time? <coughs> I'll just review for everyone. Ancelotti, he's, he's won, he's won the, the league in England, Spain, France, Germany, Italy, and he's got four Champions Leagues. I don't think anyone else has three. Is he the greatest of all time? If not, who's better? Wow. I mean, I think Pep is going to be there just because he's Pep. He doesn't have to be there just because he's Pep, Baltimore. Is he there on merit or is he there because he's Pep? I think he's there because he's Pep. But uh, because I think that you could say that you could make a case that Pep changed the game. The manager... He came in and changed the game, right? So, I think because of that, he has to be, he has to be, up there. And I don't think that Ancelotti's a better manager than than Pep, but I will say he's a better manager than Mourinho. So fuck out of here. <laughs> Duh. Um, yeah, I mean, I think he deserves to be in the conversation. I don't feel like with managers, there is like one guy or two guys who are head and shoulders above the rest and he's like putting himself into uh, you know a new category with you know winning a, another Champions League or something like that 
because I think the it's hard to compare between eras and uh, also between managers because like who who you know who's playing for them or like who's their competition like Sir Alex Ferguson right so like amazing run we we've seen everything that United has mid missing once he's gone like they're shit uh, so it's not like oh it's just because they were United that he was there that they were good. But at the same time, he didn't manage anywhere else, basically, right? He, like, managed in Scotland before he went to United and then just had United. So could he have managed in Italy? Who knows? Like, whereas Ancelotti's proven it everywhere, but maybe never had, you know, uh, a sustained period of dominance in a certain place the way Pep did with Barcelona or Alex did with United for much longer. So... You know, it's just like kind of one of these like, what do you value or like, what do you, what do you, you know, do you put consistency up high or longevity or hitting a higher peak at your, you know, as like the most important thing in your own personal greatest of all time conversation. Yeah, and he couldn't do shit at Everton, so he just has to get. <laughs> he was all right at Everton, <laughs> he, but he, he left like a did a trader. lot better than uh, you know Rafa. <laughs> he's definitely better than Rafa. He's yeah. not as good as Gerard. Uh, Lampard, you mean? I, or Lampard, sorry. Fuck, whatever. They're the same. <laughs> they all look alike. <laughs> the same. Dan, the same. Dan, give us a hot take. We're getting a lot of lukewarm takes here. <laughs> uh, Bella Gutman is the greatest of all time. Thank you. There we go. Case closed. You and can't it, compare. I, I, I don't think you can compare across uh, generations. And Colin named somebody to make his point that was not even like, you know, he was 10 years ago. It's the same era of soccer. How can you say it about... Uh, you know, I don't even know. Bill Shankly, Brian Clough, Bella Gutman. Like, who knows? Who knows? Exactly. You can't say. I just exactly. don't think you can say. All right. Well, all right. So here's, here's maybe another question. Do you rate winning more Champions Leagues? So Enchilotti, he's won a lot of Champions Leagues. He's won a lot of leagues, but he's, he's maybe only won the league like one or two more times than he's won the Champions League. Compare that to someone like Pep who wins the league almost every year. Does one mean you're a better manager than the other? I think it depends how the manager sets themselves up. Pep is a absolute game-changing manager, but he can't win the Champions League at Manchester City. Bielsa takes on these little projects, changes the game, like has influence, but he's not exactly trying to win stuff. I mean, he is. He's trying to win games, but... Pep sets himself up to try to go and win things, and then when he fails, that's on him, right? So I think there's a... Again, Mike, I think it's hard to say because it, it all depends on how the manager's setting themselves up and what their kind of... the positions they put themselves in. So for Pep, I think it matters if he can't win a Champions League. Uh, for others, I, you know, I don't think it does. Yeah, I mean, I, I think you do get credit for winning a lot of Champions Leagues, though. Like, it's not like uh, it's a competition where there's no you know, nobody else is trying to win or something like that. Like, just like your league, everyone is trying to win. And it's much harder to walk to a Champions League just because you have superior talent, right? So, like, you can, it, depending on, you know, a career worth of leagues for Ancelotti, there might be some years where he's managing in, I mean, this isn't really true for him because he managed at Napoli most recently in Italy. But, uh, you know, if you're managing Bayern Munich right now, like, you're going to walk to the league. Like, that, that league title is not a manager's accomplishment. 
but winning the Champions League with Bayern Munich right now would be a big accomplishment for a manager. That'd be a, a, like very significant. So I think that you know because the Champions League has that depth that a lot of the big leagues may not have. Yeah, you do get bonus points. A Champions League is worth more than a league for if you're just trying to make this like some kind of formula. All Even right. though, I mean, my first thought was that the league matters a lot because it's less fluky, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and that is kind of, I think, a lot of what a manager should be rated on is their ability to, like, get their team to consistently perform. And that's something I think Pep does really, really well is that City shows up every week and batters Norwich 6-0 like they should. And that's why they win the league all the time, like Dan's saying. Um, and I think that, that a lot of that goes down to the manager. So. And that's also a lot of the reason why managers who are pretty good get fired is because they lose, they lose that ability to, they have a bad run of form. They don't have that consistency ability to have their guys consistently produce. Then they're bad for a little bit. And then the, you know, the whatever owners are just like, why are we losing when we have these expensive players? It's because it's hard to win all the time, consistently win. Who's the worst manager to win a champions league? No, I was gonna, that's a good question. I was going to ask a related or a tangential question, similar. Who Roberto is the funniest, who's the funniest <laughs> answer for the best manager of all time? Uh, Jurgen Klinsmann. Uh, <laughs> who is that guy? No, there's Br- another Bruce guy Arena? that won it at Chelsea. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, now I'm going back and answering Palmer's question. Uh, who is that uh, Israeli guy Avram that Graham? won it at Chelsea? Avram Graham. Che- Avram Graham. Uh, Avram Grant, yeah, he's got to be up there for worst manager to win. Yeah. <laughs> that's good. Write Sven Goran Eriksson for my question. Oh, that's good. Write us in with the the uh, the funniest best manager of all time. Is Zidane uh, a good manager? I mean, he I like ha- he's been out of work for a while. We're right? gonna find out. He's going to PSG. PSG? Isn't he? Isn't yeah. it? I love it. We'll yeah, find he's, out. He's won I, think Champions he, League. He, I think he's won three Champions Leagues actually. I said that no one else has won three, but I'm pretty sure he has. Anywho, moving on right along uh, after just a brief managerial discussion. Another email from Raymond. He says, uh, so first of all, a little preamble. MLS this week signed a, I believe, $2.5 billion deal with Apple TV to, to do TV stuff or not TV stuff since Apple TV is not actually a TV channel. Anyway, you know, what is TV anymore? Uh, Raymond asks... With the new MLS deal, will you watch more or less? He says, personally, I'm a fan, but I watch most of my games at the local tavern by my house. There's no way I'm going to ask them to put a, uh, the MLS game on when they don't even have a traditional television channel. Um, so for you guys, I guess, will, will this affect how much you watch? And do you think this is a good move for the league? Uh, Dan, what do you think? Um. I think it will affect how much I watch. I don't know which way it's going to go, though. Because as a season ticket holder, I think I get the package for free, which means I'll have access to a lot more MLS soccer than I typically would just with my cable. Um, on the other hand, Timbers games that I'm not in attendance to are no longer on my local you know, Root Sports Northwest, whatever it is. So... I don't know which way it's going to go, but it's going to affect things for sure. I guess they, whoever's in charge thinks that uh, I'll watch more. I'm not convinced yet. Is it, 
Isn't MLS on ESPN Plus? Can I get every MLS game on ESPN Plus already? I mean, if, not, if, not if, once if this I, deal goes into effect, I think. Right, exactly. Oh, but, but now, so you're saying that part of it is matched, essentially. Yeah, so the, the I'm, <clears throat> I'm not super enthused by this because... I mean, my, my hope is that there there will still be games, but it feels like there's not going to be games on TV. Like, I can't, like, flip through and be like, oh, shit, uh, LAFC is playing Red Bull today. Um, I mean, so I think not. From what I read, ESPN may still have some, like, flex options to get yeah. some national games or whatever, but in general, there's not going to be... Uh, a lot. It's all going to be on Apple. I mean, that's kind of how I watch my MLS anyway. So I don't, I'm not necessarily actively, <laughs> for someone that has a soccer podcast, I'm not actively <laughs> searching out uh, MLS games. You know, like I'm yeah. not sitting down and be like, I really want to see Austin play uh, Columbus tonight. Um, and so, but if Austin is playing Columbus on on TV and like it's the 75th minute and it's tied, I might, I might turn it on. Right. Um, so I feel like this kind of like takes away some of the access or at least just the casual fan being able to just run into the game, um, and watch, you know, whatever piece of the game you want to watch. So I don't know. I'm not a huge fan of this, but also I'm kind of a Luddite and, uh, you know, this is, it feels like that's the direction that, that TV's going in anyway. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. There's people above me that are making decisions that, that I don't probably understand. So, yeah, I don't have TV anymore. Like I don't have flip through the TV TV anymore. So, uh, I'm like in Dan's boat. I'm not sure if it's gonna make me watch more or less, but I'm hopeful because, like, I feel like Apple doesn't have, correct me if I'm wrong, but, like, other sports rights, really? Mm-hmm. They have MLB. So, oh, they do. Yeah. Well, that's not a sport I care about. Um, right. <laughs> but I'm hoping that, uh, maybe I'd have to retract this statement I'm about to say, but I was hoping that they kind of, like, put all their eggs in this basket, right? And, like, okay, they hitch themselves to this wagon and then put all the Apple mic behind it, which, I mean, they're a team billion they're a bigger company than all the other companies. Then, you know, they're they could make it a lot better than Fox can make it, right? So maybe that means production value is higher. Whatever the decisions are made, they're being made in a smarter way because they're a better company. Like kind of that kind of thing, and they care a lot about this because they put a lot of money behind it. So that was what I was kind of hoping. And like, I don't know what TV is going to be like in two or four years or whatever. Or how these access rights are going to actually hand to me, but like. They're a really smart, big company. They put a lot behind it. They probably do a good job. Like, that would be my only hope at this point. That's probably a little overly optimistic, though. I, I remember seeing something. This doesn't really affect us, but uh, that this will give MLS, like, a global partner that, like, you can watch MLS if you have Apple TV and you live anywhere. And, I mean, there is a lot less soccer in the summer or the Northern Hemisphere summer. Uh, so maybe they're also hoping that, like, you know, just random people around the world will start tuning into games, but yeah, I mean, I think I'm kind of on the same page as you, Palmer, of like, this isn't really going to affect my watching, because I already have ESPN+, Plus. shout out to Scotty P, uh, and you know, I basically have access to, to all the games right. already, so. Um, wasn't there an announcement <clears throat> um, 
about start times to games now, or was that just oh, the yeah. one thing? No, I think this in seems general stupid. they're they're bucketing all games into Wednesday evenings and Saturday evenings or something like like right. and they'll be playing. I think it's all of Saturday, but yeah. Oh, is it the whole Saturday? So they can offset so, yeah. them at least. Yeah, yeah. I, the idea I think is is smart. It's like basically, or not, I don't know, if it's really smart, but I assume they've researched. But it's like to be like the NFL or whatever, right? Like have a time where you know it's going to be on. Yeah. This is your normal viewing thing. You barbecue at this time and watch the MLS game of the week or whatever. Yeah. That does kind of make sense in terms of like their schedule in years past have been like insane. They'll have games on Tuesday, random games on a Wednesday, then like three games will play on a Monday. <clears throat> um, yeah. So yeah. I guess this this does make sense, but uh, I mean, it's also to me, it's, it smells like like the evolution of how big do you see yourself? Like that strategy you're talking about, Palmer, is like they've also really tried to fit around other sports events that are going on so they're not competing with them. Right, right, and and so they're like, okay. Yeah, there's some major golf tournament on Sunday. They're not going to schedule those games on Sunday. They push them to Monday, and blah blah blah, whatever. And now they're just going to be like, look, we can compete with some of these things. We're just going to go for the better time slot and just be there, and then everyone else can, you know, move around us. Like Apple doesn't have other programming that needs to move out of the way, right? Like, right. It used to be. Eight, ABC or something that you would be hoping would show that game of the weekend. Yeah, ABC is rather show whatever some ESPN anything, X games. anything. Yeah, X Games exactly. Perfect <laughs> example. Some yeah. inline skating half pipe. Um, <laughs> all right. So the, the last thing I'll say is like the the MLS ratings on ESPN and Fox Sports are like notoriously terrible. Okay. Yeah. There's always like a tweet about like. Oh, you know, there was eight million people watching Sports Center, and then MLS came on, and it was forty thousand people watching, and then you know, uh, strong com- man, com- competitive bags came on, and eight million people started watching again. So, <laughs> I don't hate that they're trying something new, uh, but yeah, I don't know if this is gonna whatever build their build their fan base. Anyway, uh, man, we're spending a lot of time on emails, which is great. We love the emails, but we've got one more, That's and I don't want to, I don't want to sell it short. Uh, and that email Can- is from. Yes, I think Daniel. you've left one Raymond email out in which he paints a picture of some food. It's one of my favorite genres of emails that we get, <laughs> is, is Raymond painting a picture. Yeah, Raymond watched a game. Uh, uh, I'll just get, yeah, I remember the email. I don't remember any uh, of the words yeah, in it. I'll, I'll read it out. I didn't mean to cut out one of your favorite emails, Dan. I'm sorry. I just well, we I, don't, I don't even Raymond have anything so to say shy. about it. Yeah. I, just want to say I love this genre. Keep them I'll coming, just, Raymond. I'll just read it out, and then you guys can respond if you want, or we can just let it sit and just think about the delicious food that Raymond was eating. <laughs> he says, I like your analysis of the Champions League, but I want to know how you enjoy the events. Did you throw a Super Bowl-like party at, at your house? Did you go down to the local pub, or did you just watch with immediate family? What did you eat and drink? I went down to the pub, and afterward, I went to a Spanish restaurant and had some paella with some Rioja, and then I smoked a cigar with a Wisconsin Old Fashioned. <laughs> I fucking love it. It's, it's, oh. that's, a, that's a night right there. It's that so is beautiful. a good night. Also, I got Colin, a hot take for your Wisconsin you Old Fashioned. They suck. Oh, get out of here. Yeah, Colin, have you I ever like heard them. of You a, could leave this podcast and never come back. <laughs> the Wisconsin Old Fashioned is ridiculous. <laughs> I'm, I'm not saying it's good or bad. It just needs a new name. 
It's ridiculous. I'll give you that. Colin, have you ever been to a bar called Chivas on the south side of Milwaukee? I haven't. I haven't. I mean, you know, for as much as I love Milwaukee, I have not lived there uh, for a full year in my drinking years ages. So the, the Le- drinking, legal drinking. The legal drinking ages, yeah. And when I did illegal drinking or barely legal drinking, uh, you know, it was not really at the highest quality establishments. Many of them have closed since. Um, so my knowledge of, of places to have a nice Rioja are, are very limited <laughs> in Milwaukee. I, I think Chivas is, is a, a soccer bar. I don't know if they have Riojas, okay. but well, anyway. Still, it, the statement a still destination stands. for next time you're home. Absolutely. Absolutely. What I have lovely, no reaction to this lovely, email. Just sorry. What a lovely Champions League final. That it sounds yeah, just exactly. absolutely amazing. I, I encourage everybody to send us more emails to just tell us about the, the experience that you had watching a game. <laughs> It'd be lovely. Yeah. I love reading it. All right. Well, I, I apologize to Raymond. I apologize to you guys. That was a beautiful email. Uh, where were we? Matt Bergeron also sent in an email. He sent us an article that had like a watchability ranking for MLS teams. Uh, he was surprised that Portland was less watchable than Minnesota. Uh, I'll just give you the, the, the worst watchable team, least watchable team was Nashville. Uh, and the most watchable was LAFC, followed by San Jose, Atlanta, Cincinnati, New York. Uh, basically, from skimming this, it seems like Watchable just means a lot of goals, but I don't know. Colin, did you dive into this more? Yeah, that's about right. I mean, uh, and like star power a little bit, you know, um, but that's that's pretty much it, which, you know, I have my own qualms with uh, being someone goals. who I appreciate games that don't have goals. That's the difference between you and me. Uh, but I also agree that I like San Jose. Uh, San Jose is for me, the number one watchable team in, yeah. in MLS. And it's not close. They are like... Because it's the a basketball w- game. Exactly. They're yeah. the one team where I'm like, they're the ESPN flicking through whatever. San Jose are in the 30th minute. I don't care. Like, that, there's going to be... Shit's going to happen in that game where I'm... Like our thing with the athletic trainers, where I'm going to go, what? I've never seen that before. <laughs> what is that left back doing? Uh, and, yeah, so that's just enjoyable to me, and I'm going to watch it. I feel like, do you guys remember when there were all those memes going around the internet that were like the nine or three by three grids and on one axis it was like good, yes. neutral, bad and on the other it was oh. like orderly, yeah, yeah. neutral, chaotic. chaotic. And San Jose is yes. like chaotic, yes. bad. That is yes. what they call on that <laughs> axis. Um, I mean, but, I but just, their watchability to me is, is basically chaotic. I mean, chaotic yeah. is, is always going to be watchable. And then, yeah, good whatever is is also or good orderly maybe is also good but i'll take any chaotic please yeah i mean i was flabbergasted to see dc united in the top 10 because while there are a lot of goals in their game their games are really boring so yeah but again that's goals just that take. come from like b- goals that come from bad set piece defending make no one happy <laughs> Yeah. Portland is pretty uh, unwatchable, though. I would agree. Yeah, with that. and that's exactly why Portland ranks so low. They're they are not watchable this year. They got the setup for it. The problem is they're just not good at playing soccer. That's fun to watch. No, yeah, you know? they suck. Stadium's good. Crowd is good. 
Local announcers are good. Yep. It's all there for them. They just can't can't make it fun to watch. I didn't. Ugh. They they had a That's game sad. last night. They had a game last night. I didn't even turn it on. I just checked the final score. I forgot about it until the 68th minute. They they stopped last night, I believe. Nice little three yeah, nothing three win. Three zero. Three zero. Turns out maybe, Colorado are bad. Maybe they're better when you don't watch. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe, maybe I maybe make them they're, unwatchable. They're doing everything they can to make everybody not watch them. They're like, on guys, off the field. Palmer's watching. Take the night off. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anything else on that one? Nope. All right. Soccerthread at gmail.com. I mean, we've shown today, if nothing else, that we will we will read your emails if I forget one or decide it's not worth reading, I will be scolded and we will read it anyway. <laughs> Send in those emails, soccerthed at gmail.com. Cute questions, please. Cute, Cute questions, questions only. <laughs> not only, because we also want paint the picture. What were you eating? What were you drinking? We want to hear about it. <laughs> that's a cutie. That's a cutie, though. It's if that cutie, email's man. not cute, I don't know what is. Uh, it's silly season. Silly season. Let's start with LAFC, the LAFC segment. Gareth Bale and uh, Chiellini to LAFC. They've already got Carlos Vela. Uh, they have some other guys that are very good. I haven't checked to see how they're making all of these DPs fit into the structure. But Bale uh, and Chiellini are not DPs, I believe. They're both like right. TAM or GAM players or something. Yep. Wow. Exactly. Well, okay, that's how they're making them fit. Uh, I think LAFC are top of the um, standings, or at least the West. They're clearly going to get better. Uh, Palmer, how do you like this for LAFC? I mean, it's great for Bale's golf. Like, there's a ton of great golf <laughs> in L.A. and California. Uh, you know, Pebble Beach is, I think, northern California, but he can get there in his private jet. Like, he'll be, he'll be great. He'll be fine. Um, I, I would, I would venture to bet that Bale's not going to spend too much time, uh, at LAFC. I think he's going to play like a year, year and a half. I think he had to sign a longer deal. I, and I think that that's going to be it. Like, I'm, I feel like he'll retire and just do something with golf. What Um, does a one year deal in the middle of the season mean? It means a half year deal. Feels, okay. feels like here. just just getting getting to the World Cup, scouting the opponent. Yeah, I would love yeah, it. What, what if they the just World Cup. what if they just didn't play him for the next six months? That would be incredible. <laughs> <laughs> Will Ferrell just sits him. I wonder, like, so uh, LAFC is playing Portland October second. Uh, is there is Bale like? Um, not going to play because of turf? Like, is that is that a thing of his, do you think? Like, does Messi have the same thing uh, when Messi eventually moves here? I'm, yeah, I feel I'm like curious been, about the turf. I feel like there's been players are, who've come and not played on the turf. Maybe Henri Zlatan did that. Zlatan was one, Henri I think. for sure, yeah, Zlatan. Yeah. Zlatan played, I'm pretty sure. Henri didn't. Uh, Beckham maybe didn't. I don't remember. But, yeah, it's a thing. It can be a thing for sure. Yeah. yeah. I don't, I don't these know. These are these are interesting moves. I, I think. I mean, the bail thing is is just, you know, whatever. Um, are we? We're we're still a retirement league. I feel like, right? 
I mean, mm. y- yeah. It's, well, part of it. I mean, there's definitely that angle to it. We're also a development league. We're a uh, South American feeder to Europe league. Yeah, yeah. We're a lot of leagues. Yeah, but I mean, ultimately, if you sign Gareth Bale, you're not signing another player, right? So yeah, it's not just like you, you can do everything equally or whatever. You can be great at everything. So, I mean, I agree in that sense. These signings are d- disappointing, but uh, these guys are both like top, top, top retirement league guys or whatever. Right. Yeah. They have a little bit left in them still, and they, at their peak, were in the top five, ten players in the world. And, you know, being a retirement league for those guys is fine. Being a retirement league for, like, I don't know, some player who's, like, pretty good in the Premier League, but that's it. Um, is kind of where we were. So, you know, hopefully we're, we're moving on from that. Liam Ridgewell, please. He yeah, was a exactly. Legend. Liam yeah. Ridgewell. He's a legend. Yeah. <laughs> uh, does this, I, I guess, we've seen some clubs go and make these huge signings. Toronto, for a while, were kind of the super club, and now I don't think we think of them as a super club. Um, NYCFC, Atlanta maybe is trying to maintain that. Is LAFC going to be able to maintain this kind of bubble of uh, both form, goodness, and spending? Are they legitimately a, a super club, or uh, you know, is it a, a phase for them? I think they can do it. Uh, I mean, they had a bad year. What was that? Was that last year? Or two years ago? I think last, last year. Last year. Yeah. And so you know, they've bounced back from that. Like, I, I think they've. You know, they've shown that, and they're a big market, right? Like, it's not just – I don't think there's anything about what they've done that from the outside seems like a super risk or unsustainable, right? Like Spending a bunch of money on Bale and Chiellini? I mean, mean, so – but, they're, but yeah, they're like, not spending that much money. Maybe it's, is maybe the thing. it's not a bunch of money. Yeah, yeah. yeah maybe it's not a they're, bunch of money. It's not like it's a five-year contract for you know fifty million dollars. And yeah. transfer? Are they free on freeze? I don't know. I, I think but so. Yeah, Basically. it could be pretty cheap for them. Fair enough. Yeah. It I, also just. Oh, go ahead, Colin. No, I just think I also think that they've had success from players who aren't big name DPS and that kind of player, right? So. Um, like the the Canadian guy, what's his name? Mark Anthony K. Um, played great for them. Like he, when he started with them, he was nobody, and now he's in the Canadian national team. So like, um, like I think that that like they have something more there than just like oh we just depend on a few big name players and we have to replace them every two years. Yeah, I mean I still think it's these are fun signings to me. Uh, it seems like. Not super high reward, but, like, not super high risk. And it's, like, a nice little splash. And I still think Bale, oh, both of these guys, I still think they'll be, like, very useful players. Uh, Chiellini earned his MBA or a master's in business. Yeah, that's an MBA. Uh, with honors in 2017, he earned his master or his bachelor's in economics and business in 2010. Uh, maybe he's coming over and just trying to set up in L.A. a little bit. I love it. I love it. Love he's it. going to be a big-time producer. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Uh, all right, LAFC. Is there any other big stuff in MLS? Not that I can think of. Nothing that's made the splash like that, at least. Uh, Gabby Jesus to Arsenal from Manchester City. 
Love it. This feels like such an Arsenal move. <laughs> like, I mean, he's a good player. Don't get me wrong. But it just feels like, yep, Arsenal taking cast-offs, paying probably more than they need to. Jesus will go there for three years. He'll score, you know, 22 goals across three years, and then he'll move along. And I, I, saw, just, I, I love mean, it. I obviously I follow a bunch of Tottenham su- supporters, so uh, the Tottenham supporters actually loved this signing because they were like, this is so stupid. It's just kind of like what Mike's saying. They were saying, like, the go-to line was that, um, you know, Arsenal just signed up, signed the backup striker to a team that doesn't play with a striker, <laughs> uh, which is just so, it's so right. It's so perfect. Yeah, it is. He's, he's like your classic like, non-scoring striker at this point. Like, yeah. he, when he came to City, it was like, okay, he's pretty good, but, like, he has to add this to his game, and, like, he's going to get plenty of chances created from, you know, all the amazing wingers that he's played with and, and setup guys he's played with at City. And he, like, never blossomed into an Aguero who scored, you know, 25 goals a year. And then he gets this move. Like, I, I don't understand it at all. It's, it's beautiful that Arsenal are, you know, it's, signing it's, a, a strike, a non-scoring striker for that much money. It feels but, like a classic, like, agent move and also one of those things where, like, once you get on a big team, yeah, especially yeah, yeah. if you're young, you can just ride that out for the next 10 years and just step down the just ladder. Bounce. Yeah, like next, uh, he, next he's at Roma, and that's, like, pretty good, yep. you know. Turkey, then, there'll be a stop in Turkey. Yeah. Roma <laughs> invented the false nine, right? So he's perfect there. <laughs> but, I mean, he's essentially replacing Lacazette here, I believe. And Lacazette... Uh, scored the fewest goals last season that he had in his entire time at Arsenal. Five years. He only had six goals last year. Uh, half or less than any other year. And that was the best that Arsenal has been. So maybe that's exactly what they need. Maybe they need the non-goal scoring striker They're to make things work. They're tired of their striker scoring too much. <laughs> they, maybe they just, you know, square peg, square holes. Giroud, Giroud was just banging them in too many goals, and that was their problem when he was there. Hey, once they got rid of the Aubameyang, who apparently can score goals, uh, they got better, didn't they? I guess. Not, I not guess. as good as Spurs, who have nope. a real goal scorer. Yep. We have two three of them, of them. Two. we learned. Three. Uh, Mane to Bayern Munich for 32 million pounds. This feels like such a Bayern Munich move to me. Just classic. Yeah, agreed. Just, like, take a great player who could probably walk into just about any team. He probably won't start at Bayern. I feel like he'll be like a utility guy and score 25 goals a season. Yeah, and, and well, isn't, isn't he seem like a utility player guy anyway? Like, he yeah. can pl- play anywhere across the front line? That's a perfect fit. Great. Okay. Done. Is, is, isn't Lewandowski done at Bayern? Is he gone? I, mean, uh, not I don't know if he's been sold, but he, yeah, has. He's, he's basically sold. said, like, my career here is over. Yeah, so I mean, I feel like Mane will will. I mean, he's not going to fill those shoes, but I think that that's well. This at is least the signing it, for that. I mean, at least to start, but then, you know, they'll sign somebody else. But Mane will move to the wing. It'll be like no problem. Yeah, yeah, can play there too. He also, I mean, we've talked about how like relaxed or good a dude he seems like. He'll mm-hmm. be perfect at Bayern to a be part of the team and also like 
throw on the Lederhosen twice a year and get out there with the <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know if he drinks. Yeah. Probably like, doesn't, yeah. It just so feels mug, like... Mug it just feels... Chase yeah. Thomas Muller around with a, a Das Boot. <laughs> exactly. It's just going to be so joyful to watch him like be part of that. Uh, the teamness that is Bayern Munich. It'll be yeah. perfect. Yeah. Uh, Calvin Phillips from Leeds to City. Is that done, done? Um, I, I think it's pretty much done. I don't. I haven't seen the like announced by City like the tweet or whatever. I uh, hate this. Why do you hate this, <laughs> Palmer? It's because it's just it's just City buying up good players. Like he's just gonna sit on the bench. Like he's, he's not gonna it's play. Just the, it's just the Bayern Munich thing of just like it's he's it's it, the we're the best team in England. He's English. We'll yeah. take him now. Thank you. It's the same shit that um that they did last year with with Grealish. Like. What yeah, the f- he's played. What did Gre- I mean, he didn't fucking he, he, he didn't play that much. He did not play that much. He was he sat the bench so much. I it's just it just feels He sat like, on the bench in the biggest games at least. Yeah. I mean, it's just I hate it cuz it just feels like we're going to splash the cash to these smaller clubs that have talented players and just take these players and sit them on the bench and not play them. It just, well, it just or like sucks. maybe just, one one out of three works out and that's fine. That'll do. Yeah, like, but and like Calvin Phillips was fun to watch at Leeds. You know, like it just it just sucks. Like Grealish was fun to watch at Villa. It just it just sucks to not be able to watch those yeah. guys anymore because they're not going to play. You just they're just not going to play. I'll bet socks on something. Give me minutes, and I'll bet socks of on Calvin Calvin Phillips minutes. Oh, I'm taking a, the throw out a number. Big guy. I don't know. I got socks. I got socks burning a hole in my pocket right now. (laughs) (laughs) I I mean, I don't. Do I think he'll be like a a day in day out starter? Like, no, definitely not. But I feel like Man City always seems to have injury problems with their center backs. Pep loves playing a uh, a center midfielder at center back, and that means Calvin Phillips just slots right in. Calvin Phillips will play less than Josh Sargent played uh, this year. Yeah, I'll t- less I'll t- than forty-five minutes. Uh, yeah, let me, let me think about that. Let me think about that. In the league, yes. How much do you think Jack Grealish played in the league this year? Oh God! You know, average forty-five minutes. Palmer, I'm just going to take that bet. Sight unseen. Let's do it. And unless here's my out. If this deal doesn't go through, the bet is off. Okay. All right. Let's How go. How much Calvin. does Jack Grealish play? Fifty minutes. Let's go, baby. Right. Okay. So I'm right. I'm bang on. I'm taking. Give me the under for Calvin Phillips. Come on. All right. Four, Forty-five. That seems fair. I think he's not as good as Grealish, right? Well, so he's but he's or like he's not in a position like Grealish where he'll get like twelve minutes at the end of the game. So that, right. that's what I'm worried about. But I still think he does it. Okay, let's do it. This Fair is great. Enough. Fair enough. Socks, baby. Um, we talked about uh, Aaron Johansson, not Aaron Johansson, uh, Aronson, Brendan Aronson going to Leeds, right? Uh, rumors that, uh, <laughs> oh, man, uh, when you don't write things down on the run, you have to Adams. think about them. Tyler Adams to go and fill the midfield spot at Leeds. Do you like that? Do you like an American manager bringing a bunch of American players, or is that a little too on the nose? 
I don't I mean, like I don't it. Hate it. I, I don't hate it. I don't hate it. I get to watch them every week. That'd be great. I don't like it because I feel like Adams, we had, we had higher hopes for him than like going to a relegation fighter. Uh, like he went to a big club in Germany. It hasn't really worked out great. Uh, but even like a couple, like even like a year or two ago, it seemed like he was doing all right there. And I don't know, now with the coach or whatever, it's, it's not great. So, I mean, he needs a move, but I'd rather see him go somewhere a little bit better, I guess. And I'm, I just worry about an American manager bringing in an American player and then getting fired and then like, which is what happened to him at, at Leipzig, right? Marsh was there, yeah. then he got fired, then Adams was like out, out in the desert, so... It's a lot of eggs in one leads basket for American fans. Yeah, I don't, I don't love that. Yeah. Listen, uh, Ted Lasso didn't bring in any Americans, so. Exactly. Yeah, they got relegated. Think about that. <laughs> Think about that. Should have brought more Americans. You're right, Palmer. Uh, that is the end of the run order. Any Mike? Other silly season stuff. There must be other stuff. There must be, but it's way past bedtime. I'm the signing brain, off. The brain I'm signing off. Anymore. We talk more about this. We'll do it next week. Uh, we already lost Colin. I'm betting that that meant children were awake. So good luck, Colin. Uh, thank you, Cliff. We'll Thanks, talk to you all next week. Thanks, Cliff. Yeah. I was thinking about this the other day, actually, because I was looking at my tattoo, and I was like, damn, I got to be friends with these guys forever. (laughs)